Hey, KFC Radio listeners, you can find every episode of KFC Radio on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. For us, golf is simple. It's a chance to get out and have some fun with our friends. But inevitably, little things have a way of ruining it. The group ahead is taking forever. You can't find the fairway with a map. And the Bev cart is nowhere to be found. And the best way to make a bad day better is Fireball Whiskey. You get their nips, the little shooters. They are great. Makes a bad day way, way, way better. Make sure to grab the new Fireball Birdie Shot Club. It's literally a golf club filled with Fireball nips. Put it in your bag. It'll fit right in that side pocket. Drink Fireball nips and have a great time on the golf course. All right, it's another edition of KFC Radio, holiday edition, brought to you by Roman. Hopefully, over the holidays, you got everything you wanted. Hopefully, you got a little bit of, a little bit of action in the bedroom. So, Christmas sex is, is a thing. What's up, what's up? Yay, in the bedroom. <laughs> and if you were having a little bit of sex, or if you are going to be having a little bit of sex, Roman swipes the only way to do it, the only way to last longer, the only way to improve uh, your performance in the bedroom, and it's the real deal. It's not uh, mental. You're not trying to trick yourself or trick your dick. This is a medicated swipe that numbs your dick just a little bit, just enough to last a couple minutes longer. Make sure you get her over the top. Make sure you get to do like a couple positions. You know, there's nothing. There's nothing worse than when when you when you start having sex. You're like, I'm gonna do this, and then I'm gonna do that, and then we're gonna go here, and we're gonna go there, and we'll go in this room and that room. We'll do it on the ceiling, and then you do like missionary and doggy style, and that's it. <laughs> Dude, then it's over. I mean, I, I think it's I've even reached the stage in my life where I don't even have those fantasies anymore. You don't even, you don't even try to. It's it's not like tricking yourself. I don't know. It's like in, in, in when you have that dumb boner brain, like you don't use. I used to be like, I'm gonna fuck. You don't even do that anymore. You're just like, yeah, this is gonna be mediocre. No, I think I probably stopped doing that. Like the same age, I stopped. Jumping at a basketball hoop and being like, I might touch rim. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah. I'm not even jumping anymore. I'm gonna maybe hit the backboard and that's it. So it's not even a point. Dude, I go for net. I go for net. The hell with the backboard. Are you crazy? It's so true because if you go in with those false expectations, it's gonna be a disaster for everyone. If you go in with like a reasonable expectation, it's like, all right, I got a few minutes to get this done. You know, you're not going to come in too hot. You're going to start slow. You, you need to just be real. Be real with yourself. You can't go out there and, like, if you can't throw the ball 50 yards, don't air it out. It's going to be an interception, man. You got to <laughs> fucking dink and dunk down the field. Let's go. So, Roman's going to help you do that. They got these swipes. You uh, open them up. You wipe them on your dick. You last longer in bed. And the more you use them, the more your dick actually just gets better at having sex. You're just training your dick. So, uh Use them frequently, and over the course of several months, you'll actually uh, last like you know twenty percent longer in bed or whatever it is. So go to getroman.com/kfc and get your swipes for five bucks right now. Uh, delivers every month. It's getroman.com/kfc. got an old school Skype edition with two just disgusting individuals. <laughs> this is not a good look for us, John. Kevin, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know why I look like this. I just worked out. Oh, wow. Yep. I got athletic shorts on. I got a t-shirt on. I was in the garage doing some doing some bench, doing some curls. I'm Miami's tough. Tell you what. 
I look like this because I did not fucking work out. <laughs> I have been uh, uh, deplorable so far in this break. If you would like to take a look, you would if you would like to see this anus sight, go to uh, barstoolgold.com slash KFC. You are looking yoked, John. Oh, yeah? Sitting like that on purpose, but you're, you're fucking, yeah. I'm good. sitting like that to hide my boobs. I haven't done enough push-ups just yet. <laughs> well, I know that you've got your mind set on Miami, and I don't know uh, if there's enough push-ups that can be done in the next month. And I also don't know if it's going to fucking matter to you at all, John. Look. Yeah, that's right. You, you know it. <laughs> Usually, John would be like, ah, you fucking idiot. I can't believe you're counting us out. You paused. You looked for a, a lifeline. You looked to your left. You looked to your right. Nothing. You got nothing, and you fucking know it. Well, here's, here's what I know we do have. We have a team that I think realizes what's happening. I think they, they see right. it's coming to an end. And, and like, look, if you watch the game, it's not even the game, because I, I still, to this day, don't. I think Brady sailed one pass to Dorsett. I don't. He's obviously sailed that pass to White or Edelman, whoever that was going to. I don't. Hey, John. Well, come What's on. That? Like, I know what you're saying. It's not like you can't point to, like, shitty play, like, at the end of Peyton Manning's run, where it was like you're throwing ducks off, right into the ground. I know what you mean, but he's not winning these football games anymore it's like you know a classic i've said it a million times if you get all the praise you got to get all the blame too it's not that he's like you can't throw the ball you can't win like he used to but it was it was almost uh super bowl giant super bowls-esque where it was look they couldn't move the ball all, all game fourth quarter you needed the ball to score what'd they do they went down and scored what happened the best defense in the nfl had the yeah. dolphins just storm down their throat that was like if you had, at the beginning of the season, if halfway through the season, if at the beginning of this game, you had said, here's what's going to happen. There's going to be four minutes left in the game. This defense needs to stop the Miami Dolphins from scoring. You would sign on that dotted line every time. Like, done. We got the bye. And that just didn't happen. Didn't happen. It just it didn't. didn't happen. And, and look, here's, here's we've, we've heard the reports all year, and they're getting more and more real. I think Mike Giardi... Girardi just said, he tweeted, like, tweeted something this morning, like, at the end of the season, expect big change to come. New offensive coordinator, new quarterback, no more Van Noy, no more McCourty. Like, it seems like the core is probably gone. So yeah. I have heard people say all year, too, that, like, the locker room is tight. So I think, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, one, that there's a magic pill to make everyone figure it out. And, two, <laughs> I'm hoping that they go all right, boys, like, one last ride. Let's mount up. Well, yeah, I would agree with you that if you're going to be bad or you're going to have, like, I would rather them be all the way, like, oh, shit, because then you have this, this, this like, epiphany. Mm-hmm. If you're just like, you know, all right, no, we're still pretty good, and we, we won that game, we got the bye, all that kind of shit, and then you kind of limp in, like, you know, not mediocre, but you know what I'm saying. It's kind of like you're there versus, you know, now we need to make this the storybook ending. If, if these guys, if professionals do still need that extra level of motivation, that would probably be it. I would, I hope so. I, I think Girardi also a few weeks ago said, like, this locker room is rallying around Tom Brady. And Brady still finished. He finished seventh in the NFL in passing yards. He finished seventh in the NFL in completions. He completed more passes to more wide receivers than he has since 2005. Like, it's been wow. a revolving core of quarterback of wide receivers 
I I don't I don't know if Brady will be here next year. I also don't think Tom Brady's done. I think I think be very careful counting him out. Give him an offensive line and receivers to work with. I do I would not count out Tom Brady going if he leaves, which it seems like is happening. If he goes somewhere else, I would not count Tom Brady else. I I think when 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 I when I can hear you rattle off these stats, I feel like I know you've been looking for them because you got to defend your boy and you got to be able to answer the haters, and that's almost the sign for me that you like you. you I know he's still good, but are, are you feeling it now? Are you are you are you willing to? Uh, where were you at last when I said will the Patriots win the Super Bowl? I mean, where are will you now? It surprise me, no. Will I guarantee it? No. I mean, this is – they have the Titans coming in. The Titans are the number one rushing team in the NFL, I believe. Derrick Henry is a monster. This this defense, as good as it's been, has always been the secondary despite yesterday's play. Their run defense has always been kind of sketchy. To have Derrick Henry come in, they've had – I think their offense is the best offense in the NFL since switching over to Tannehill or one of the best offenses, top three probably. Vrabel's a monster. I, I think that's going to be a tough game. And then you have to go to Kansas City. Then you have to go to Baltimore. Then you have to play, I don't know, any team out of the NFC. The NFC is tough. It's impossible to guarantee that now. It's it's a long shot, but I'm hoping for, like I said, one last ride. Let's mount up, boys. Where's Johnny Gambler? Where's he throwing his money, though? You have to put money down on him. How many units, John? I mean, I bag five on him. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that's might might want to stop checking on that one but uh, I, it would be, it would be a happy surprise at this point I'll be honest it would be a happy surprise to see them which, which would be the most annoying of all if, if now the last not only is it the storybook ending but it's like you've had the dominant Super Bowl you've had the early like heroic Super Bowl and now you had the like late surprise like you got like like I always, I'm always so envious and so I hate you guys so much because you're like deadens to it. You're just like, oh, you're like another Super Bowl. Here we go. But the fact that you would actually get the juices flowing again and be like little kids again, excited, that would piss me off so fucking much. <laughs> this is almost like gonna be the worst one of all. I'm gonna have to sweat this one out if God fucking forbid they somehow make it. That's a long road for Tom to go through. You know what? Aging Tom. I mean, it's it's one of the more difficult stretches you could have in NFL. Yeah. Like those four yeah. teams are going to be unbelievable football. Obviously, like any wild card is not an easy stretch, but particularly with the Titans who have been great and who who just stomped on the Patriots just last season, and then Kansas City, Buffalo, uh, Kansas City, Baltimore, it's and then anyone. A lot of times, the wild card has you know the Giants and I think the Packers were maybe the wild card have had like their you know cinderella runs but that's because they like finish strong and creep into a, a wild card spot and they have momentum this is the opposite you're falling into the wild card position rather than like gaining it i think that's a totally different wild card experience to go through yeah yeah it's not gonna be fun and the, the, one of the worst parts about it is like me and my buddies weren't we're not doing like a new year's but we're doing we got a box in chicago for celtics on saturday you could be sitting inside watching a football game now. Like it, it's the Saturday night. Yeah, fuck- of course, <laughs> like, it's it's I seven mean, tip you off. You you guys have never even considered making plans around a wild card game. It's just never, never even been in the fuck cards. Yeah, it's been nine years straight of a buy, I believe, or since two thousand eleven, it's been buy every year. 
wasn't even a consistent. Like we might be playing wild card weekend. I remember when I got married in October. Or it was early October, but still, um, for one split second, I had a moment. I was like, "Well, what if the Mets are in the playoffs?" <laughs> Never mind. Let's fucking do whatever you want in October. Who fucking cares? So uh, my life's been the total opposite. You can you can make plans whatever the fuck you want, and don't worry. Playoffs for your team will not matter. But for the first time, you got to be like the rest of us plebeians, John. Dude, also for the first time, like I was thinking this yesterday. I feel like we've talked a lot about how, like, at certain stages of your life, like, sports become less important or something like that, where, you know, other things other things take precedence. And just yesterday, I was like, I think I spoke out of school because I think it has just been, I have been afforded that privilege that I can have other things take precedence because I can just, my sports are my old reliable. We're going to be good. We're set. Don't worry about it. And like yesterday, it was it was almost embarrassing where I was in such a funk, and I was like I was lashing out at like family members and stuff. I yes. I knew, yes. I, and I I knew why I'm I have the emotional intelligence at least enough. I always know what's wrong with me. I don't know how to fix it, but I always know what's wrong with me. And I knew why it was happening. I just couldn't stop it from happening. It was yes. it was really really tough. Now imagine. And it, literally an entire life of that and how it just shapes your personality. It's not a mood for me. It's just a, a constant. My rock is that feeling. When people are like, why are you old and grumpy and bitter and angry? Why would I not be? Look right. at the thing that I put all my emotional hope into and look how it treats me. Of course I'm fucking angry and miserable all the time. I was like belittling people and like snapping back and I... I was like, you're not mad at them. You're mad at the Patriots. And it just you're didn't matter. Me. You're mad at your father. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, honestly, uh, it, it will be interesting to see how you got the most, the best example I ever saw of that was after the Philly Super Bowl. Dave was still in Minnesota. I was back on the radio and he was like Skyping in. It was like piped in from a serious studio out there. And I said something, like, really harmless, just kind of like, ah, yeah, man, the Patriots lost the Super Bowl. And Dave was like, yeah, well, your wife doesn't love you anymore, and you're getting a divorce. And I was like, whoa, whoa. And it was the only time we came back from a break, and Dave offered, like, the only somewhat apology I've ever heard Dave give. He was like, uh, before we start this next segment, I'd like to say that I maybe overreacted before we went to break. And next, next topic. It's like, yeah, man, I don't think you guys know how to handle this. You're going to have a whole region of people who are walking around like, I don't know why I'm so angry. I don't know what, what this new life is. You're fucked. You guys don't. Are you, there's going to be suicides. There's going to be murders. There's going to be all sorts of shit going on. And it's one of those things, too, where pe- like some of us knew it. I knew it to an extent. I was young when Boston became Boston. Right? I was... I was a sophomore in high school, I think, give or take. Well, I mean, I was much younger than that. I was 13 for the Patriots. But I feel like we didn't really get that rep. We didn't really start getting the rep until the, the Sox picked it up, too. We are like, obviously, 0-1 through 0-4 had a ton of Patriots success. But I think, like, Boston really started being, like, the dickhead winners in 0-4 mm-hmm. in, like, with the Sox. So I think I was – I think I was a sophomore in high school. I forget exactly. But, like, so I, ha- I have some remembrance of, like, Boston, the angry Boston sports fan. And I think there are going to be a lot of people who revert back to that and just, like, I'll understand. I, I Again, I know mentally. I'm like, I know why I'm being like this. Yeah. But there are going to be a lot of people who are like, what the hell happened to my personality? Why did I just flip a switch because my team, my football team stinks? Relationships are going to end. People are going to lose and their I'm job. not saying they stink right now. 
But I'm saying in the future, in the short future, there's a chance that there's apparently there are reports there's going to be a lot of turnover. And if in two years they're just not a good football team, yeah, but you're excited. I don't think you should be excited. I think you should be scared. I think Boston's going to bite back and people are going to be like, unable to know why they're being this way. Yeah, I mean, you, oh, you mean bite back in the sense that like people are going to be nasty when they stink or that the teams are going to like have one last hurrah sort of thing? No, I'll, I'll, people are going to be nasty. Oh, yes. Yeah. So you know what's going to happen? Boston's going to become racist again. <laughs> That's what it is. You guys have shaken the racist uh, like tag or at least you know proven that a lot of it's like stereotypes. Because you've been happy, because everything's good, and you guys can be, you can unite, and there's, you know, uh, everyone's happy and enjoying Super Bowls and parades together. White, black, green, doesn't matter. Now, all of a sudden, you start to lose, people get bitter, and bombs are going to be flying around. People are going to go back to the old, nasty, racist Boston, and I can't fucking wait. The city's going to burn to the ground. I, I mean, there's a chance it will. I really think everyone in Boston needs to get in therapy right now, because yeah. you're going to have to start understanding why... You're gonna be angry. Just, just preemptive. I don't think it's. I don't think it's like tomorrow. I also like the Celtics are awesome. The Red Sox, eh. The Bruins are awesome. Uh, so we still have two really awesome teams. You but, know, but, but, it's not all four. It's not all four. And I mean, Celtics and Bruins, I think, are the clear three and four in set in the sense of like, like you said, when the Sox started winning and you broke that curse, that was like a thing. And Brady has been like the the guy. If you have, you know, if you're winning cups and and NBA finals, obviously you're still on top. But if the basketball and football go away, that's a lot of the persona and the the swagger of it all. Yeah, I, I think I I mean before 2001, the Patriots were number four. So I right. think it's also like if you if someone wins, then it's like, well, now you're number one. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's that's almost true. like yeah, uh, like Celtics and yeah, and I, I sexual bandwagoning. Brady is going to be, I mean, there are people are literally going to be weeping in the streets. It's going to be, and wh- so where do you think he goes? I don't know. He's not going to retire. I know that. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he, especially, I mean, he said 45, right? That was always his thing. I want to play to 45. Uh, yeah. And, and I, he's not the type to like, you know, to lose or to be like, all right, you guys were right. Like you proved me wrong. So I think you'll see a, a couple more from him. But I don't know where he's Are you but mad about the Jimmy What's that? Are you mad about Jimmy G now? No. No. You got two I, Super Bowls. It would be, huh? You got two Super Bowls. Well, but are you mad in the sense that, like, it forced, like, it didn't have to be that way. You yeah. know what I mean? You couldn't, he he didn't want to be a backup anymore. You, could, you couldn't pay him, you couldn't franchise tag him and pay him $25 million to sit on the bench. He, he had to go. There, I have no regrets with Jimmy G. Well, I, mean, I wish the best, but there's no. What there's contract? No. Couldn't you still have had him on like his rookie deal, and then? No, they traded him in his last year of it. The High Noon El Prez Pack is here, featuring my top four High Noon Vodka Celtic flavors. These flavors include passion fruit, pineapple, pear, an all new flavor tangerine all made with real vodka real juice this 12 pack is only here for a limited time so get it while you can just look for the pack with my face on it you can even scan the qr code in the pack and have me virtually join your party visit highnoonspirits.com to find the el prez pack nearest you oh wow all right i didn't realize that yeah that that offseason they would have had to make a decision franchise them or yeah in that, that in that sense it's i i you know, 
I, I'm almost like, I mean, things are working out, obviously, in, in, in San Francisco for him. But it's like, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, like, waited it out a little longer. I, I feel like I would rather have, you know, had a year at a, at a lower paycheck or whatever it may have been, sat the bench one more time to, like, continue the Patriots dynasty. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, I don't think you can make, I don't think you can do twenty uh, hindsight with Jimmy G. I think you can maybe do hindsight with Brissett, where it's like, yeah, worth Philip Dorsett. I think that one is more understandable. Jimmy G had to go. That was, I, I have no regrets. I wish him the best, all that stuff. I think, I think he acted properly. I think he was like, look, I want to start football games. I think that, I think that's fine. I think the Patriots being like, look, we can't pay to send the bench is fine. I think the Patriots saying we're keeping Tom Brady is a okay. Mm-hmm. I think that, I think that all shook out fine. I think Brissett, it's kind of like, well, it'd be nice to have him back there. Right, right, right. Well, either way, beginning of the end's coming. And I'm gonna laugh my way. I'm gonna. You know what? Should should you count them out? No. But am I gonna count them out? Yeah. It's a wrap. They're done. That's all right. I mean, hey, look, it's worked out well for us every time you've done that. Yeah, but this time it feels right. And I know I've said that before too. But there really was no reason. You know, he hasn't. It wasn't forty plus. They weren't losing all sorts of games. They always win. It's a wrap. It's time. You know what? Cancel. Cancel the Patriots. All right. That's, a, that's your decision. How was your holiday? If I'm wrong, I will go ahead and just drown myself in some screwball whiskey. It's a new whiskey that is promoting our show here. Uh, we know fights. I mean, I feel like you just you just drink whiskey all day long at this point. Like not all day long. I have wine. Oh, are you? Oh, John, you drinking wine? If if you could if you could decide what my nightstand looks like. Like, if you had to paint a picture, is this not exactly it? <laughs> we got Swedish fish, a Gatorade, or is there a fucking, is there, what else? We got dip, we got, what is, what is that white box there? Snuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That, that nightstand is you in a nutshell, except, I mean, the wine is a little out of character. There's, there's a podcast mic back there. Oh, from the oh yeah, days. that Yeti mic. That's you, with, yeah. it's you. Right there in one single snapshot. Yeah, <laughs> but you'd have to add you'd have to add a bottle of the, of the uh, screwball whiskey there too. Now the screwball whiskey is not your average whiskey, and it's it's a it's a flavored whiskey that is gonna probably blow your mind. You're gonna think what the fuck, but it happens a lot with this flavor. It's peanut butter whiskey. Now, I feel like peanut butter is one of those things. Like. I went to a steakhouse and they had the bacon and peanut butter, like the gourmet bacon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peanut butter, what? Yep. Delicious. Anytime I get like one of those, uh, those like sushi dishes that also have peanuts in it, I'm like, wait, does that work? Delicious. The peanut, what did Phil Hughes just go viral with? Peanut butter and like pickles or something like that. You know what I'm talking about? Phil Hughes, the pitcher, he he made like a peanut butter and pickles sandwich or something like that, and everybody was grossed out by it. Went viral. Everybody started trying it. Delicious. Bottom peanut butter, you can just put in anything. It's the reason why peanut butter, you want a real one, peanut butter, jalapeno, and bacon. What up? Those little, those little, yeah, those little green with the, they have sometimes have like the drizzle, the green drizzle. That spice, a little bit of bite to it. So imagine that now with your whiskey. So you can do it, you know, you can just drink it like a normal whiskey. You can mix it with, uh, I would imagine some sort of like cream soda or root beer or whatever you weirdos drink would go well with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a scoop of, of ice cream in there to turn it into like an adult dessert. Screwball whiskey is, uh, it's a twist on your regular whiskey, 
once you're uh, looking for a little bit more, or you're looking for a little bit of flavor. That's that's kind of my jam. I, I feel like I'd really like that with a little bit of, uh, you know, almost make it a little sweet, like a little dessert-ish. And that way it's... Oh, it's, that's your jam? Yeah. Did you know that, John? Do you know that about me? I like, I like desserts. I got a sweet tooth. Who knew? So uh, right now, go get yourself a uh, bottle of Screwball. Enjoy it responsibly. Screwball Spirits is in California. Whiskey with natural flavors, caramel color, 35% alcohol by volume. Uh, it's the original and most awarded peanut butter whiskey, now available nearly everywhere. 70 proof, so it's the perfect shot, perfect addition to your cocktail. You can pick it up at a local store or your favorite bar. Go get screwed, baby. Yeah, uh, the the diet officially starts January 2nd because it has been – I have put on – a barstool indoors tour de force, John. Like right now, it's all nasty out. It's like raining and shit. Yeah. Perfect. I woke up and saw that. I was like, yes, guilt free. We're also at the point in the in the uh, in the break where like you even said it yesterday. You're like, this is it's kind of crazy. We're out for like two straight weeks. <laughs> right now is where like big time players make big time plays. Now is the time to dig in. You don't get antsy. Don't be like, oh, God, I got to get out of the house or, oh, I haven't done anything in two weeks. Remember this feeling now because come, was it Thursday, whatever goes back? Come January 2nd, top five worst day of the year, number one overall, when you're miserable at your cube and you're going to be like, I can't believe I took for granted those last few days on the couch. Now is the time to binge that final season or watch that movie again or whatever it is. I haven't – I got out of uh, – Barstool indoors clothes for the first time yesterday because I popped into the office real quick and I was over at uh, my baby mama's house and she goes, oh, you put on outdoors clothes today because <laughs> I had been in nothing but pajamas, like going out in the world, like picking up my kids, taking them to the park, going to the store. I had been in nothing but pajamas for like a solid eight straight days to the point that people were noticing that I put on regular clothes again. <laughs> a run, baby. <laughs> I've done nothing but this outside right now is like a gift from God. This oh, is the best. Were you thinking about changing? Guess what you're waking up to? Yep. I mean, as soon, I actually woke up thinking I might be productive. I even considered maybe working out. Uh, not only am I not doing anything, I my apartment, bro, I'm almost embarrassed to even show it. Like, the Christmas explosion that you have when you have little kids. I mean, this place is a fucking nightmare, dude. <laughs> like, it looks like a, a frat party, but for, like, two-year-olds, you know? <laughs> it is nuts in here. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I got to wake up and clean this joint. Because the problem is, it's like, you do the gifts, but then they the next few days, they're playing with everything. So it's like, it's not just like, oh, clean up on Christmas morning. Uh, so I haven't even fucking done that. It's been it's been amazing, dude. I haven't had a run like this in a long time. I'm like, uh, the actual holiday was so fucking brutally depressing. I was like so upset, and then after that, I kind of got out of my system. So now I'm like guilt free. I watch the kids. I watch TV. I watch the kids. I watch TV. This is the life for me, John. This is it. I seen. I saw Uncut Gems. I saw Uncut was. So awesome. So awesome. So, so much anxiety. There was, it was the one of the things I keep repeating about it is that like, it was so cool how there was never one noise happening. It was always two noises to make you just like, oh my God, what is like, I can't focus on this. Be it like a cell phone and someone talking or people talking or cross talking or someone trashing the room while someone's trying to talk on the phone or like, there's just like 
they're in the club, they're in a casino. There's always extra so, noise, and it's brutal, but so good. Yo, I it's like the best movie that I never want to see again. Like if I never watch that again, I'll probably be okay with it. I I don't know if it's recency bias. I would have no problem putting that at like the very very top of the list for me. That is one of my favorite movies ever. Period. It, you know, you know what sucks about it though, and you may not have dealt with this. Don't you ruin this for me? Mm, mm, mm. No, it, it, what sucks about it is the reception um, from the gambling world. Like I personally, and to speak for my responses, I, I, I haven't seen this much without direct response to me. But people were chirping me, being like, "How can you be a gambler now and like that movie?" Because the bets were so unrealistic. Like even even like the last bet, I don't think was that unrealistic. The tip was kind of the only crazy part of the parlay. Right. Um, like the the one he puts in with Francesa, like the six team, the six bet parlay, that was a little much. But like people were like, "That's not real gambling," and that pisses me off so much because people oh. just want like to, when they see a movie and they're like, "Oh, I have a slight area of expertise or I have a slight knowledge of this topic." If it's not flawless, then fuck it. Like, imagine being a doctor, being like, I can't like any doctor show or movie ever because that's not realistic. Anybody- I have a buddy who does that who is, is in the military, and he like he can't watch military movies because well, he's well, like – Anybody who's ever, like, fired a gun, you're gonna you're not going to watch any war movie or cop movie when they shoot the gun sideways and like, all that shit. It's like, I know that that's not real. I, I, I mean, I guess when you're trying to portray – I don't know, though. Do you think of that as a gambling movie? No, I think of it as like a hustler movie. Yeah, and like the point is that he's a bad gambler. He's in debt. He's, he probably does do reckless things with his money, and maybe that one is a little bit, you know, far fetched. But the idea was like he thought he had a fucking in because of you know he, KG was there, and like that's not an average bet. It's a average. It's a bet when you thought you had an inside you know track. And right. Uh, I, yeah, I mean that doesn't even register in my brain because I don't play. I hadn't that. even considered it. It hadn't even crossed my mind. I guess if you really thought that this was going to be like the Gambler Manifesto movie and it and it's that, well, whatever. To me, like I love that Adam, Adam Sandler flexed on everyone. I love the like the anxiety of it all. The fact that there was like a sports, it's like a sports movie, but not. It's yeah. also, you know, a, a, a guy who's lost his way trying to find it. And then, I mean, the ending was crazy to me. I, I, it. No spoilers, but it was a. I actually, I, I spoke out loud in the movie theater. Like I don't, I'm not, I'm not the guy who yells at the screen. It, it affected me to the point that I said words out loud. Uh, the, oh, uh, I, the I had it spoiled for me, and I still loved it. Someone spoiled oh, it. Wow, you know, fuck whoever did that. Huh? Fuck who spoiled that for you? The New, New York Magazine, the New Yorker spoiled it for me. They had that interview, the one you gave a blind retweet to. This, the yeah. when I was talking about yeah. Sam and the two hundred thousand dollar country club and stuff. Yep. In it, they have a quote from him. It's actually maybe Sandler spoiled it for me because he gives a quote about the movie that it's basically him talking about how he always selects roles for his legacy. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but it's something along the lines of he's what's up? Don't you spoil it now? By no, 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 no I'm, not, I'm not going to. Yeah, yeah. But he selects roles for his legacy so that when his kids, when he's gone and his kids watch movies, they don't remember him like that. They want to remember him. He wants them. To remember him as like the fun guy, so he had to sit his kids down and be like, "I'm not a fun guy in this movie," but it was it was much much more detailed than that, and it was just like, "Dude, come on, like what the hell?" And I still loved it. I mean, that's crazy that that he 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 did it. Crazy that they ran it the way they did it. It's that's that would have 
That would have sucked. For, I mean, it is still a good movie, but that was such a great ending to me that I, that would that would really piss me off. I was just thinking about him. Like, he just boggles the mind. Even what you just said there. Because he's almost like how yeah, we, we talk about The Rock, how, like, we're looking for The Rock to hear a bad story about him, yeah. you know? And I'm like, I was thinking the other day, this dude's worth $420 million, okay? We're not talking rich. We're talking, like, mega rich. And... You know, he, he, we, t- we already spoke about his wife on an earlier podcast. Like, she's kind of – she's in his, in his movies here and there, but she's, like, kind of removed from Hollywood. And he just lives this, like, completely cookie-cutter, perfect life. And I was like, come on, that can't be real. This, like, a guy who's got, like, fame and ego and $500 million, but, he's, but then I hear he still, like, sits his kids down to explain the movies and wants them to be, like, the lovable guy. And it's like, how is this fucking real life, man? How do people like that fucking even exist? It doesn't make sense to me. But it, it, that movie reminded me. Have you ever seen Flight? I I've seen parts of it, but I saw your tweet saying that was the original like most anxious movie for you, dude. Because me and this is this is probably like six seven years ago. When I was living in Boston. Me and my roommate watched it on a Sunday, like kind of hungover, and it was like, you know, you had the hangover anxiety already, and then it was like, dude, just stop drinking please and that's what it's like, it's like stop messing up because he messed up in every single section of his life it's like just stop just stop gambling or stop cheating or stop like there's the stop hustling stop stop lying to absolutely and it was like just knock it off because it's really really like affecting me there, there was time where i was like thinking you know kind of like oh all right well you know he he, he he won the money, so we're good. But we have like an hour left. What? No, no. What are you doing? You know, yeah. there was so many moments where, and I guess to me that would be, that's probably an accurate portrayal of gambling addiction, right? Where it's just like, you you can't stop. Even the people watching are like, ah. But I, I mean, that was. I, did you know? Did you know that was supposed to be Amari Stoudemire? Really interesting. It, he wouldn't cut his hair. It was supposed to be him, not KG. And it was going to be based on the Knicks playoff run that year. Or not playoff run, playoff series that year. Uh, yeah, yeah. And Amari Stoudemire has long hair now, and he wouldn't cut it to to be, you know, the guy in the real time. Wow. That makes sense. I was wondering, because, like, he's, he is such a Knicks fan, and, the, like, New York would make much more sense. Even Amari Stoudemire, he's, he's got that black Jew thing going on, so there would have yeah, been yeah, yeah. Ethiopian Jews would have worked. Uh, That's true. I didn't even think about that. You're right. That, so, like, think about that. That makes a lot more sense without giving spoilers. But the way KG was like, "This is speaking to me." Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot more sense with Amari. Huh. It, it worked with KG too because of Ubuntu. So they had their African connection as well. But and you're right. Yeah, probably. It's freak about like everything that that was very believable. You know, um, like if it was like Carmelo Anthony, I'd be like, "Get the fuck out of here, Julie." <laughs> Yeah, that that's interesting. That would have made a lot more sense. Well, I mean, I'm sure it's some religious reason, but goddamn, Amari, come on. Yeah, KG so- was awesome. By the way. I mean, granted, KG was playing KG, so it's not the most difficult role. But he was great. He no, was really it's good. still hard to like. You know, you could be playing yourself and still like you, you, you sound like you're just reciting lines and, and that kind of shit. But yeah, yeah, that was unbelievable. Um, I really would put it as one of my favorite movies ever. I saw Knives Out. Oh, that's so dope! Right, so awesome. Just like. Good movie fun. Just like that. I saw it twice. I saw it with my mom and my dad. Yeah, that shit is so entertaining. Like a, a, a whodunit, but with like a, a different vibe to it, a different twist, like the way they actually do the whodunit. Dude, yeah. when he, it's so funny, too. There's so many like subtle, funny things in Knives Out, like how 
they never say she's from the same country. Like, that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paraguay, Ecuador. Paraguay, Ecuador, Brazil. Like, it, like every time I talk about her, she's like, dad's Brazilian nurse. Dad's Ecuadorian nurse. Yep. And, but the funniest line in that, and I still, like, I was saying it, like, all break, is when uh, Daniel Craig's like, and what was, the, what was that Nazi boy masturbating to in the bathroom? <laughs> There's that accent. The Foghorn Leghorn shit would break with him. Uh, I was trying. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to, like, figure this movie out. I'm looking at all the clues. And even when I did, like, catch a clue, I wasn't able to, like, figure out what it meant. So they did a great job of, like, hiding the mystery there. Uh, I saw Star Wars. That was pretty good, which I think is a bad sign. I think if, like, a casual fan like me, like, to me, that was, like, a standalone movie. And they hit you over the head with, like, here is the plot. And here what, here's what will happen if the bad guys win. And here is how the good guys need to win it. So I could just watch that movie and was entertained by it. So I'd imagine if that was supposed to be, like, the finale of a 50-year dynasty, I feel like it would probably be a little bit disappointing. But yeah, I haven't seen any Star Wars. Last Star Wars I saw was Rogue One, which I actually really liked because that's a standalone one. Yeah. I, I saw the last one, and I don't even remember it, but I guess the last one, they just, like, pretended it didn't happen in this one. Like, they, they like, scrapped it. It was such a bad... Oh, yeah, because it went J.J. Abram, Abrams, and then I think it was Ryan Johnson, the director of Knives Out, who directed two. Fuck you, yeah. Yeah, they went back but to saw that, and then um, at home, did you watch Don't Fuck With Cats? No, I haven't seen I've seen your tweets about it. I haven't seen it yet. I swear. I, I really think it's my favorite true crime out of the jinx and all the OG, OG ones. It You're, is. You, you live in the moment with those, though. I remember, remember you named, uh, what was the one where the dude blew his head off? Um, um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, something, something about mouth, I think, because it came out like at the same time as Big Mouth. <clears throat> yeah, the pizza delivery guy blew his head yeah. off. All that, yeah. You called <clears throat> that one better than the Jinx in the moment. <clears throat> Did I? Yeah. <clears throat> and I, I remember we argued about it. Like, come on, dude, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I don't even remember what the plot of that one was. So that was crazy. But this one was the best because it was like the. It felt like you were watching a movie. Like it felt like too good to be to be real life. It felt like a script. The amount of twists and turns in that, the f- I can't believe I didn't know of the, the the murder. I mean, I was in Canada, so it wasn't an American. American. It is all time villain. The, there's unintentional humor from the people doing like the investigation. These fucking losers. These internet losers, John. This chick goes by the name Body Moving. But she spells it B A U D I M O O V A N. Body moving. That's like Jesse McCartney. What? But yeah, no, not not like that. This girl was. I would have absolutely hated her and her like investigation partner if it wasn't for the fact that they were hunting down like the worst person to ever fucking live. All time villain. All time true crime. Shit's unbelievable. And then I watched uh, the second season of You, which is the absolute worst show ever to get popular it's so bad i mean it got canceled by lifetime 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 wouldn't run it and everyone's binging it on netflix like this is so great i'm like this show fucking sucks it does have this odd entertaining vibe it's like it's like dexter meets like the cw11 you know like a like a that like a teeny like love story thing but there's also this ridiculous sociopathic murderer involved uh I, i i was almost mad at myself for watching that and now I'm powering through uh, Dark, which... Oh, The Witcher? Worst show ever. That show. 
I've I've heard that I've unwatchably heard. bad, and and I, it got the uh, it got the like. Remember the Netflix treatment of a few years ago where it was like, if it's on Netflix, it's good. Yes, yeah. great. That's kind of the vibe I got. Like, oh, it's a holiday. Everyone's home. They released this. It must be good. The Witcher, like Game of Thrones, fantasy type of thing. It's like you're watching The Adventures of Hercules with Kevin Sorbo or whatever his name is. Like, <laughs> so fucking. There's like it's like fantasy, but. You know, Game of Thrones did a good job of, like, rooting it in reality. Right, right. This is, like, there's minotaurs and sylvans running around, like, witches and giant spiders. It's a video game, right? Yeah, and that's the thing, too, is, like, if you didn't, if you don't know the game or the backstory, you probably, you're not connected to it. Has there's... there ever been a successful video game show or movie? Uh... I'm sure there has been. I just can't think of one. Oh, well, the original Super Mario Brothers was a classic. Shout out to John Leguizamo. Uh, doesn't the Assassins movies do well? I've never seen those. Did they make? I thought they only did one with what's his name with. Uh, yeah, I'm just about the game. I, I'm, I'm picturing the commercials for the game because I know the game is big. Yeah, the game's impossible. By the way, the game when I had my Xbox stint probably like three or four years ago now, uh, Assassins Creed was one I got, and that was like, I mean, every game I played on that was a reminder that I am not a video gamer, but that one in particular was like. I think I got to level three. And yeah, just... well, I, I would imagine Witcher's that way too because the the show the show has like different timelines going on, but they don't tell you that, and it's sloppily done. And I'm also not paying attention. I thought it stunk. Some people were trying to push it on me. I'm just like, eh, no, nah, this shit is trash. And now I'm watching Dark, which is fucking awesome, dude. Dark is so awesome. You got to get past the dubbing. I know you don't like it. You got to do it. I'll try. I'll try one more time. I tried probably years ago because. I think season one came out a long time ago, long and time. I tried then. And I don't think I got through episode Matt's one. Got multiple storylines, but they do it well. They got they're in three different times. It's great time travel shit. Uh, but yeah, it's a it's 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 hard to watch with this. I got the subtitles and then the German English translation titles. If there's ever like signs on this on the screen, words all over the fucking place. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in heaven doing it. So shout out to uh, team subtitles. I know my man Trent is is one of those guys. So I'm on Trent's side there, but I've also decided that is it's my destiny, John. I've decided that I'm going to have to kill a Midwesterner at some point, and I think it's going to have to be Trent. And don't you dare! Yeah, no, I'm going to kill him, and I'm going to need like a gun to do it. Don't get me wrong; like Trent would beat the fuck out of me, but I'll I will I'm going to kill Trent one day. That's that that much I can guarantee you. And and it what sealed the deal this week, what put the nail in the coffin, was Ope. Ope. I think I say Ope. What? I think I'm going to defend Ope. I'm pretty sure I say Ope. I don't, it might. Are you looking for relief, relaxation, or to party on the motherfucking moon? Then check out 3Cheese' new True Strains lineup of cannabis vapes and gummies tailored for specific effects. And the best part? It's delivered straight to your door. Visit 3Chi.com. That's 3Chi.com. And for a limited time, get 20% off with the code BARSTOOL20. Ope is not a thing. I think it's a thing. I think, in fact, my argument here with with Midwesterners is that um, that we all do it. Yes, that that's what that, I mean. It's not a thing because it's just like a word. It's like trying to claim like hello. It's like we all say hi. It's not a Midwest thing. Trent and so this all started because Shay said, "Cram, cram." That's crazy. Crazy, and I'm like, 
she didn't used to. So someone at school like got into her brain or something because she used to say crayons. So I'm dr- I'm drilling that back into her, and they. A lot of people said, "Oh, that's like a Midwest thing." Next thing you know, she's going to be saying "ope," and I was like, "Or no, they didn't even say that. They just said like, uh, like she sounds like a Midwesterner." Ope, and I was just like, "Okay." I thought of it as like, "Oof, like oof, ugh, oh, that's tough." Sounds like a Midwesterner. Ugh. But then Trent and Ellie both independently tweet me about "ope," and I said, "What the fuck is ope?" And they both tweet me again. With the same exact phrase, oh, let me just sneak right past you. <laughs> and so I'm like, do you guys have a specific word in case you're trying to scoot past someone? <laughs> do you invent a whole word for the rare instances that you are just shuffling by someone and need to say, oh, but then I hear that it's, you know, it's, it can mean anything. It's like the word fuck. It's versatile. You can say, oh, it can mean I'm sorry. It can mean oh my god. It, yeah, we all do that. I, I think I just say oh. They said if you if you came around a corner and bumped into someone, what would you say? I'd probably be like oh, right. It's oh. I hope. I mean, maybe I don't hit the P, but I'd be like oh, oh my I, bad. I think I think of oak as almost a verbal, a verbal uh, version of the white person lip purse, where like. And, you know, you do, like, the you pull the lips in, you give the nod, and it's almost like, like, I don't think of that as hello. I think of that as, I'm sorry we made eye contact. We have to do something now. Let's not make this awkward. Yeah. Right. Like, like mm. and the, it's like, oh, 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 I happen to be in your presence. We happen to be recognizing each other. This is awkward for both of us. Yeah. Let's just purse our lips and nod. And I, I just think of Ope as, like, the verbal version of that. Brent, the way he worded it was... Ope is like, quote, I accept part of the blame for the unfortunate situation that we found ourselves in. I'm sorry about that. That's Ope. Yeah, that, that's, that's the, like, yeah, I, I didn't mean to look at you. Let's keep it moving. I don't want to have a conversation. Ope. Yeah, that's what, I think that's but what I'm it is. I'm with you. Like, I don't think you can claim that as, like, your thing. Because if someone told me that they invented nodding at someone in the hallway, I'd be like, no, you fucking didn't, dude. That's <laughs> a human reaction. Then... The Kansas City Chiefs come out the next morning, today, as we're recording, and they put out, uh, what was it, like, it's a Midwest thing, or that's how the Midwesterners do it? What was the I, I forget what the exact was. Like, Midwesterners, and it has the, the standings in the AFC, and when the Patriots lost and the Chiefs won and they swapped spots, it says, oh, let me sneak right past you, which Trent is, is – is digging in his heels and he's saying it's such a Midwestern thing and that it is ubiquitous and everywhere you go in the Midwest that it's absolutely po- possible and plausible that the Chiefs made an OPE video today. I say no fucking chance because while I'm not from the Midwest and I, and I, you know, I'm not around people who say this word, I'm on the internet all the fucking time and I have never once seen a team make an yes. OPE video until now. So, yeah, maybe I don't live in the Midwest, but I would have seen fucking Ope, okay? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's just like their social media manager is a stoolie, and they suck. There's, yeah. there's no chance they just happen to do that. Zero. So, Ope might be becoming a Midwest thing, like, right now, because you guys claimed it. But this is just a word that humans say when they get surprised by something, basically. It's like, it's like saying they invented... Uh, Soda, because like, or pop, because they call it pop. Like, no, you just say something different. It's yeah. the same thing. Dialect thing. Uh, I, I, I have to remind myself often, and actually, this fits in perfectly with 
what you just went through. I have to remind myself often that we've done like everything on the internet, yeah. you know, like we've, I've done the arguments about every single pronunciation of every word in the English language <laughs> done the dialect differences. Oh, you call it pop and you call it this. And, but there's always like new people coming out or coming into their own on the internet who still have yet to go through those arguments and debates. Like I say every day, Somewhere right now, there's someone on the internet learning for the first time that people wipe their ass standing or yeah. sitting. Yeah, yeah. Of what they do. And when you first learn that, it blows your fucking mind. And then it's like, all right, we know that now. And, but I got to remind myself that there are people who really want to still have that argument and that debate. Well, let me tell you something, John. The deodorant has – it blew my mind like the, the wiping blew my mind. The people who, who wipe – who put the deodorant on? So, so, so when you said they turn it sideways, right? I'm a little dark here on the screen, but you said that they turn it sideways and then go like this. I think, I think they don't. I think they still go up and down. I said I would cosign or understand if you go sideways. Yeah. I think they're still going up and down. So a credit card swipe basically yeah. on your armpit. No. I mean, it's absolutely like they're, no, it's wrong. There's a right way and a wrong way. And the right way to get, like, the actual armpit area covered by the deodorant is to go perpendicular and up and down. Yes. Fuck anybody who does the opposite. It's, I don't think it's as crazy. If they're going horizontal, I won't think it's as crazy. Because it is – you're basically doing the same thing. You're basically no, – You're right. But it is, like – it's like brushing your teeth with your left hand. Like, I tried to do it in the morning, and I was like, oh, my – no, absolutely yeah. not. I can't do this. How about Hub saying he just does it one-handed? Is that he you know, he only uses one hand, so one one arm he'll go crossbody, one hand he'll go. Ah, so he's like a he, it's a righty with his deodorant, or whatever. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You know what the thing is? I feel like maybe hubs and you could probably do this too because you don't sweat. I feel like girls can just give like one swipe and you're done. I gotta fucking cover that shit up. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta inject it with Botox. Yeah, I mean, I, I I done I've done medical procedures to stop the sweating, so a little one handed swipe ain't gonna get the job done for you, boy. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that was, that was another internet moment where I was like, holy fucking shit. Uh, so where are we at then? We got, um, this is the one episode this week. Uh, everybody will be back in the office on Thursday, back in action. I I don't know if I will be. We'll see about that. Well, right, right. I mean, the office resumes on Thursday, 2020 coming in hot. Dude, you know what? Um, I, I would want to talk about real quick is the uh, I I realized something in the almost. Go ahead. John has a realization. Brought to you by Simple. Uh-huh. Listen up, guys. We've all accomplished things we never thought we could. Running your first five k on no sleep, learning a new language you'll never use, and winning that college basketball bracket challenge, even if it was auto picked. So why not add cutting your own hair to the list? Wall makes hair clippers that keep you looking your best. And hey, if a winning bracket just isn't in the cards for you this year, at least you'll have a winning look. Get your wall hair clippers at wallusa.com. Wall, you got this. What was your realization, Johnny? It wasn't so much a realization. It was kind of like earlier when I was saying, like, like the even though you're older, you think you're different thing. This was the one uh, where, like, I was like, I'm old and this is a stressful thing now do you, have have you noticed just with your interactions now that you go about grading them 
like 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 that's what I take the most joy from in my life is like like I'm still thinking I'm still like what's getting me out of bed every day is like I crushed a conversation four days ago. <laughs> like, like, the, what an awful way to live! You can't have a conversation anymore without worrying about your performance. Yeah, well, it's like like I was, I was thinking about like when I was a kid, and it was you just interact with people, and then you went about your day, and and like there's always been the times where like I think anyone with like anxiety or social awkwardness or whatever always thinks about the ones they messed up. You're always like shit. I was like that was weird. I was awkward. And like that's that's been yeah. a forever constant the, for me. The running joke of kind of like, yeah, I just you know I just had an awkward interaction. I'll be thinking about that to the day I die. You right, know? right, right. And it's true. But oh, I yeah. also now, I remember the good ones, and I'm like, that's a good way to be actually. Yeah, it was, dude. I was, I saw um, my friend who passed away. We always his birthday is Christmas, and so we always go like have dinner with his family and stuff like that, and. uh um around christmas not on christmas and i was with his dad and his brother and i was and i was driving home and i was like holy shit i nailed that i mean i was on absolute fire (laughs) and it's like it's been the highlight of my holiday break that like it's like it's so weird to think about that like things like that stick with you now where it used to be like you just live life and now it's like it's a hugely important part of it and I'm, oh my God, I was on fire. I've thought about it in terms of like, because we do this, we, we have conversations for a living, for a profession. So I'll step out of a podcast and be like, oh yeah, like we were on fire today. We killed that. Yeah. But that's because we're, we're putting something out there. I'll do, if I was, if I'm on like a date or if I'm talking to a girl or hitting on a girl or something like that and, and everything's flowing, I'll take note of that. I don't think I'm thinking about like, if I had a conversation with, with people that I know. I mean, I guess you kind of were doing something a little special are you like grading conversations you have like with guys at the office oh yeah 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 you'll talk to hubs and then be like fucking nailed it with that conversation with hubs it's usually um 99% of the time it's a that was pretty weird um but that's not that's not specific to hubs okay so So the like work conversations are more like well that was fucking terrible and then in your social have you uh, and in your social life is where you're having your your home run walk-offs Though they're rare, I, I'm like, uh, God, I'm trying to think of a comp. Um, You're like an Adam Dunn type, strike out a million times, but you have 40 bombs. It was, that one was too easy. I, I was trying to think, I think like, uh, what was it? Like like Bo, Boban. Remember Boban's like PER is like something absurd. He just can't play 48 minutes. Right. Like that's that's what I am. I'm like All the – baby. It's like if you get me in – and one of the reasons I think I did so well at that one, the one I'm re- referencing, is I couldn't stay for the full dinner. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I could only stay for two drinks. I knew to let the fucking chopper fly. Mm-hmm. And I was like, bah, 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 bah. all right, I'm out. I very much could stand it where it's like, okay, here we go. We got 45 minutes or a half hour, empty the tank, and then you can get back to the car and recharge. And, I mean – it, it, there's a there's a Seinfeld reference for everything, but that is one of the best ones. It's like it's like what Dave was saying about uh, his, you know, he could have gone on the boat with Kendall Jenner, and he would have had her in a in a captive audience, and he would have emptied the tank like you said. And uh, I feel like all of us, all the guys who are successful at Barstool, I feel like are pretty confident, or at least should be in the in that setting. If you can put me in front of somebody where they are 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 happy to be there, 
and they'll actually interact and I can do my thing, we'll walk away friends. I almost yeah. guarantee it. I guarantee, maybe not friends, but you won't be like, oh my God, that guy was at the party. Holy shit. We'll be a good time. That's what, that's where we excel. That's our like Hall of Fame talent is just being conversationalist. And I and I, I enshrined myself this time. I say, and then you know, you, you, when you put yourself in the Hall of Fame, holy shit, John! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is, but it's like this it's is also such a... 2020. We're gonna be we're gonna be happy boys, bro. No more sad boy. We're gonna be happy boy, John. You're uh, a good conversationalist, man. You you knocked it out of the park. I'll be honest. I said that for 2019. That 2019 was mental health year. I fell short. Uh, 2020, it is, baby. <laughs> no, you know what 2019 was. I feel like 2019 was mental health year in what you just said um, earlier in the podcast. You're acutely aware of the problems. You just fix them. So 2019 was becoming fully aware of all your shortcomings and problems. 2020 is going to be, we're going to put into action. We're going to fix those problems. Okay. I like that. That that 2020. So basically what I'm saying is 2020 is the year of of therapy. (laughs) I got my guy. I got my guy. I just haven't seen him. I am, I am 100% going to full-blown therapy in 2020. I promise you that. It has reached an absolute breaking point where I was I was such a wreck during the holidays. It's almost like I said to wrap things up, to bring it back to the beginning, the Patriots, like, if you're going to be bad, I'd rather, like, bottom out so that I have this, this new perception. That was the holidays. I was such a fucking wreck that I started, like, laughing at one point. Every movie I saw... All the emotional moments. I'm somehow somehow I'm relating myself to fucking Adam Sandler and being in gambling debt. Uh, everybody was dying. I'm worried about everybody. Everybody's family. I'm I'm comparing to mine. I was like weeping. It was so bad that I was like, bro, it is absolutely time for therapy. Fuck the holidays. Get out of 2019. Give me the fucking therapist and let's fix this shit. <laughs> it is. Never been more blatantly apparent. Uh, so, yeah, 2020, year of therapy. Let's go, baby. Let's do it. Let's lock it in. Fist pound. Boom. <laughs> Dap it up. Dap it up. All right. Uh, we'll see you guys. We missed all four. We are. Do it. One more. One more. Ready? You know how stupid I was? I was dapping your fist and not the camera. I could tell. Let's One more camera. Go. Bam. There it is. Uh, all right. We'll be back in the office uh, next week, and we'll be cooking 2020, the year of therapy. Let's do it. See you then. Turn around. Look at what you see in her face. The mirror of your dreams.